day of fishing is better than a good day of work. The company called, said, get here fast. I said, come on, man, just one more catch. Welcome back to Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hennigan in studio. We have on the line with us the Grizz from uh, La Paz, the City of Peace in Baja, California, sir. And he was just mentioning during the break that it's uh, springtime and what you say, 88 degrees, Grizz? 88 degrees today, John. Okay, well, it's a little cooler than that up where we are. But, uh, and, you know, it's been a very, I mean, how could you not talk about the weather? You know, who is it that. Uh, uh, was it Mark Twain that says everybody talks about the weather, but nobody does anything about it? Is that right? But anyway, that's certainly a topic of conversation. I was talking to somebody on the East Coast um, yesterday, and uh, you know, near the Great Lakes, and uh, actually is in New York, and they're just getting pounded. And mammoth out here in California, I think they've got thirty feet, thirty feet of base on the on the mountain. And it's snowing. Um, so, you know, back farther south where I'm sitting, you know, we're still coming out of a seven-year drought. But it, it's getting better, but it's going to take a lot more. Our local lake was, uh, oh gosh, six weeks, to, uh, two months ago, was down to 7% capacity. Now it's up to 15, but it's still only 15. <laughs> but, uh, so we, we like that. Anyway, uh, we've got Will Clare uh, from Boulder Creek uh, Campgrounds, which is Boulder Creek, I guess, which is um, a little south of, uh, south, uh, southeast of San Francisco. Is that about right? Uh, Will? Yeah, we're um, we're inland just a little bit, and uh, south of San Francisco, like you said, it's in the town of Boulder Creek. Um, it's Big Basin State Park is the actual park that we're in, mm-hmm. uh, nestled in the Santa Cruz Mountains. Oh, it's a beautiful area. Beautiful area. And the, you know, what we'd like to do is when we talk about, you know, Cal Parks Company, they've got, I believe, 24 different parks and campgrounds throughout California. And if anybody is interested, you know, in visiting California, whether you've got a pup tent in the back of your station wagon or an RV or nothing at all, most of your facilities have... uh, um, uh, cabins and and hookups and you know you just have to show up. You don't have to show up with yeah, we, yeah. We have definitely different uh, different types of lodges throughout mm-hmm. our properties that we we manage. Uh, like you said, you can bring a pop up tent, an RV, you have a full hookup. Uh, places like Nacimiento and San Antonio, those are some lakes we run. They have lodging facilities there. Uh, where I'm at, Big Basin, we have a, what you call a tent cabin. Um, very similar to something you'd see out in Yosemite, but instead of having all canvas, it actually has a wooden floor, wooden sides, oh. and a canvas top on it. So, so it's is that like camping, a, what do they call it? Like is that like a yurt? Is that what they call it, or is it? It's kind of similar. Yurts are usually a circular unit. Ours yeah. are a little, they're 12 by 14 building, uh, uh-huh. two platform beds in there, a little wood burning stove to keep you warm if it's cool, and uh, screening and roll down sides to keep you warm if it does cool down. Well, when you say cool, what about what about if it's really cold? <laughs> <laughs> well, you you have a little fire in there in that little fireplace, and yeah. um, if you roll down the canvas siding, you can actually get it a little too hot in there for you. I've saved them many times in the winter time. Yeah. 
Yeah, and the uh, well, what is there, Boulder Creek? What what is there around there? It's not because uh, you don't you're not on a lake where you are. It's in a like a. Um, I don't know. How do you describe it? it it's, a, it's, a, it's a red. It's a coastal redwood forest. Uh-huh. Um, it's an old growth forest. It was protected from logging back in the uh, early 1900s uh, when William P. Hill actually um, came up and decided he was a photographer to go ahead and preserve the land. And uh, he did that. And so we have old growth redwoods there um, that are huge, never been touched by loggers. Um, we have hiking waterfalls. So there is water in the park. Um, and it's just about a 45-minute drive to uh, Santa Cruz which is a oh, yeah. town and uh, lots of fun things to do down there including fishing um, oh yeah it's a tremendous well. tremendous fishery in Santa Cruz mm-hmm. in Santa Cruz Half Moon Bay and uh, um, you know or even uh, even even in the San, even in the Delta I guess it's not that far from there either yeah but, yeah but uh, it, it would be a great vacation even in the middle of winter yeah, it's when their shoulder seasons in the fall and spring are, are probably the best time to come see us. We have the lowest occupancies um, because it's not kids aren't out of school yet. So this is a great time of year to come see us, and even dead of the winter. Um, you know, we're getting so much rain up here; it's it's a little crazy. But other than that, um, you know, these little cabins will keep you dry, keep you warm, um, do a little bit of hiking, and basically have the park to yourself this time. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what: uh, sitting next to a pot belly st- stove when it's raining outside. I mean, <laughs> That can be, you know, I mean, how romantic does it get? Yeah, you can't beat it. It's a one of the t- one one very specific kind of experience you can experience, and, and you can do it out here in the in the redwoods, which is, is beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, and then of course you've got all the hiking trails and things. But even if it is raining, it's you know it's where you are. It's it's not uh, you don't. It's not like you're slopping through the mud and the swamps. Right, yeah. It's a, it's a rainforest climate, so our trees and, and environment are very used to rain three-quarters of the year. Um, we don't always get that. You know, we have been in the drought as well. You couldn't really tell prior to this rain. Our forest stays pretty green up here. And, you know, we also have a little store and gift shop for your gift items, and we also have a deli uh, that provides, you know, food sandwiches. If you don't bring it and you want to do a picnic, or you can bring your own food to the park and just mm-hmm. pay the days. Sounds good to me. Let's go. Grizz, what do you think? I'm wanting to go up there. He always promised me if I go up there, he's going to take good care of me. Well, Isn't that oh, right? Of course. Of course. Always and will definitely do that. Now, Grizz, I think it's called reciprocity. Why do you have to use such a big word? <laughs> because he might want to go to, to Baja. He's always welcome down here. Yeah. I got boats everywhere. If he wants to go over and shoot doves or sh- shoot ducks, we can arrange that. He wants to catch snook, marlin, whatever. Oh well, yeah, and I don't. We don't have a whole lot of time. I don't want to waste it on uh, on, on myself. But I'm so excited about your invitation uh, to go down to uh, fly into Mazatlan and go to Nayarit. Nagarit. Uh, well, it's you know I always thought it has there was a G in there, but it's not. It's no, there's no G. It's not Nayarit. Yeah, and uh, but uh, you know I was talking to somebody the other day, and they go, "Oh yeah, Nayarit, I know all about it." And I go, "You do? Shit, I've never even heard of it until two weeks ago." <laughs> but uh, but uh, no, it's uh, apparently a very beautiful part of mainland Mexico, and it's it's. Uh, it, it is a, a coastal community on the Sea of Cortez. Well, it's got the uh, best mm. shrimp that you can imagine, which you'll be eating with me, John. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah. 
but it's uh, they've got all this marsh that's just full of those big shrimp. Now, is that on the coast or inland or on the coast? Yeah, in the Blackish Water. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and all the estuaries uh, turn into swamps. Yeah. That's wow. where all the big yellow crocodiles live. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> we'll we'll pass on those. <laughs> but uh, actually, can you hunt crocodiles there? No, you cannot hunt crocodiles in Mexico. Okay. Uh, the, you can hunt alligators in the United States, but crocodiles are prohibited. Oh, okay. Okay. But they can hunt you, though, right? They generally do. <laughs> yeah. I think they chewed about 28 fishermen up last year in Nagarit, where we're going. Yeah. A couple of weeks ago, we had uh, uh, Tofil Bourgeois uh, from south of New Orleans, and he had five uh, uh, watchdogs you know, guarding his lodge. <laughs> They're crocodiles. <laughs> That's, uh, so you don't want to mess with them. But anyway, uh, that would be fun. We're looking forward to it. But we have to get uh, have to get out of here. So let's get a little bit of information from Will about how to get in touch with him and where to go and, and what there is to do there real quickly. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, look us up. Uh, BigBasinTentCabins.com is our website. Also go to um, CalParksCo.com as well if you wanted to visit the company website to see what else our company has to offer. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, Big Basin, we do uh, yeah. reservations and now, all that for so, all our campsites. Now, now, CalParks is not a state agency. It's C-A-L-P-A-R-K-S-C-O.com. Uh, but uh, they've got 24, I think, and they're just tremendous facilities. So come on out in the middle of winter, sit by the pot-bellied stove and and uh, have a great time. Maybe or some... a pot-bellied woman. <laughs> oh, God, <laughs> pot-bellied woman. That'll keep okay, you warm, Chris. too. Okay, Chris. <laughs> All righty. Thanks, Will. We appreciate that. You're listening uh, to uh, Fish Talk Radio. If you are still using a plastic hard shell cooler, things have changed for the better. AO coolers are lighter with twice the efficiency of the traditional bulky coolers. AO coolers are the best available soft-sided cooler with three-quarter inch high-density closed-cell foam insulation. They will keep ice frozen for 24 hours in hot weather. Easy to carry, less space, it fits product inside for better performance. Go to aocoolers.com to order or find a retailer available at West Marine. Did you know there's a lake in Northern California that's called the Monster Lake? It's home to some monster-sized largemouth bass and trout because they grow in this giant 10-mile lake. It'll take you 30 minutes to go from one side of the lake to the other. And it has camping, cottages, RV sites, hiking, boating, kayaking, and even horse camping. Tell them John Hennigan sent you, and they'll even give you a special gift on California parks. LakeComancheResort.com. That's LakeComancheResort.com. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Wormer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. 
The road stretches for miles in front of you. And with the Ram 1500, you'll be able to reach mile after open mile. It gets a best-in-class 25 miles per gallon highway. So your destination won't just be determined by your gas gauge, but by your gauge for achievement. And the Ram 1500 is the first-ever back-to-back Motor Trend Truck of the Year. Guts. Glory. Ram. See your local Ram dealer today for great deals. EPA estimated 25 MPG highway based on V6 4x2. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. If your feet are happy, you are happy. Soft Science Supreme Comfort Outdoor Footwear will give you happy feet. Durable, lightweight, and supportive, Soft Science Footwear is designed for boating, fishing, or everyday comfort and performance. With history of highest quality, you will be proud to own this revolutionary footwear. SoftScience.com has many types and styles you need to check out. Invest in quality footwear, and you will be happy for many years. Find out why at SoftScience.com. There's a boat race down the river There's a slow boat on my mind Everybody's going like crazy And I'm taking my own sweet time I love Willie. Okay, we are listening to Fish Talk Radio, and this is John Hennigan in studio. We have the Grizz on the line with us from uh, the City of Peace, uh, Baja California, sir, which he's going to be taking me uh, bird hunting and I don't know what the heck, duck hunting. Well, John, what you're going to do, you're going to start out in what? the morning, you're going to shoot some doves, then we're going to have a shrimp dinner, then we'll go back and shoot some more doves in, in the morning, we're going to take you out goose hunting, then you're going to eat some more shrimp, and then you're going to do some more uh, duck hunting, and then we're going out and catching big snook in the swamps. All in the I same day? I think I'm jealous. All in the same day? <laughs> no, I, every day you do something different. <laughs> I'm going to put you right up on top on the airboat and uh, let you ride around up there for a while. Oh, those are so much fun. But make, make sure you wear, you give me the ear, ear uh Muffs, whatever those things are. What do you got? A four hundred and fifty. I got uh, a four hundred and fifty horse motor on it. Gosh, man, you could. Those things are incredible, incredible. That, I mean, that will do. Yeah, it. well, let's hear about what you do in New York State. I've uh, I've not hunted in New York. I fished the bat and kill. Uh, I was very very fortunate years ago to fish with Lee Wolf on the bat and kill. That's his home. And uh, but I've not done any really hunting up there. What do you got to offer? Well, we're right we're right on the Delaware River, so uh, we're between New York and Pennsylvania. So we have land on the New York side, and then a stone's throw, we have uh, the land on the Pennsylvania side. Hey, Grizz, we have both sides Grizz, of uh, Grizz. Did you did you catch did you catch that accent there? I didn't yeah, realize that's it when the first I was talking thing to him. <laughs> Gonna fool us. We can tell where he's from. That's yeah. That's everywhere I go. Yeah. But, so and so, what do you do on both sides? I'm on the Pennsylvania. Now, I've hunted in Pennsylvania. I've hunted yeah. whitetail and turkey in Pennsylvania. Well, Around Proctorville, I hunted Proctorville, right on the other side of the river from uh, Huntington, West Virginia. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's on the other side of the state. We're like northeast, as you can tell. Yeah, I uh, can we... tell by your accent. Well, you've got some black bear up there, don't you? Yeah, we have. Uh, well, we're in the Pocono Mountains, so we have a lot of black bear. We do uh, free-range turkey, deer, bear. Uh, we do fishing on the Delaware River because it's like a mile from us. Um, and then we have uh, um, a couple hundred acre preserve, which we have going on all year round with Russian boar and red stag and elk and all sorts of critters. Now, oh, this, exotics. Yeah. Now, is this private property that you're talking about? Yeah, it's all private property. Either we own it or we lease it. So wow. it's uh, it's all private land. Wow. So you can you can do whatever you want. Yeah, well, with, with the free range, we have to abide by the state, uh, you know, seasons. But on the preserve, it's open all year round, so uh, it's kind of... Yeah, it's exotics. Op- they don't have uh, regulations. Right. As I'm really as curious. Can. It's been a long time since I hunted pig in that part of the country. I did yeah. hunt uh, pig in, in Pennsylvania, again, somewhere around Huntington. And uh, what's a pig hunt worth now? What do you mean? What does it go for? Yeah, what, what do you have to pay to shoot a pig anymore? Uh, they're pure Russian boars. It's like seven ninety five for the hunt. Seven ninety five a hunt. Yeah, yeah, well, you guys back in the east, you've got Russians. The yeah. You know, the farther west you get, you got more pharaoh or cross right. Russians with pharaohs. Right. I did yeah, these- a, a lot of guiding in Montana back in my younger days. And for black bears, so you got you got a smaller black bear, or does it get as big as ours? Actually, if you go to the website, you can pull up a picture we got on the main page. I got we've got one that we've been trying to get for a few years. He's about seven hundred pounds. He's Whoa. just real small. Man, and that's that's a big boar. Yeah, uh, and he's he's Here, actually yeah. we're pretty far deep in the woods of the lodge, and he's like raking down the telephone poles, <laughs> literally like raking them down. You know, wow. uh, to, I guess to mark his territory. Wow. Yeah. Now, in your state, are you allowed to bait bear or dog, or you have no. to stalk? No, we actually only have one week to hunt them. It's uh, the first week of gun season. It's buck and bear, but there's you know there's so many of them. It's it's uh, if you hang out by uh, usually I put the clients by the swampy area uh, down by the lakes and stuff, and that's usually where they connect. So. So you don't bait them? No, we don't bait them. We just, we get on, uh, they, actually a few of them have some pretty runs that they use all the time. So I find where the runs are, and if somebody's, you know, deer hunting and they really want a bear, I'll put them on where, where the bear frequent. Usually, like I said, down by the lakes and the swamps. Uh, okay, all right, because we, uh, we baited them in Montana, run dogs from them in Wyoming, and, you know, then stalked them in B.C., Mm-hmm. So yeah, well, uh, seven hundred black is a monster boar. Oh, it's huge. I mean, that's a yeah, big I, boy. I, I got him on the trail camera, but he he's only on it from eleven at night till three in the morning. <laughs> so he, he, that's why he's that big. He's yeah. just he's just you know. Well, I'm waiting one day for him to make a mistake, but yeah. uh, mostly the average we shoot a two fifty, three hundred pounds. Yeah, yeah, is, that's what I would decent. think. Yeah, yeah that's pretty now. Decent. You have all the color phases, or just black? No, they're black. Um, I did. I did see one this season with a big white triangle, which I thought was pretty neat in the middle of his chest. So, but um, they're, they're just black there. 
So you're basically black. You don't have cinnamons or blondes or any of those guys. No, I think that's more towards. Now the on the river, what are you fishing for? Oh, walleye, trout. They made it a trophy river a few uh, years ago, so the minimum size trout you could pull out is 22. Uh, what is it, 18 Holy inches. smokes. 18 inches. So most of the trout are like 22 inches or better, so there's, there's oh, a largemouth bass. Are they stockfish? No, no. Actually, actually, they're pretty wild. I think they do release them from time, but most of these are wild. Um, well, that's great. And then, uh, walleye. I didn't realize there was walleye in the river. Yeah, there's what else? Catfish, largemouth bass, smallmouth bass. So this, this, you know, there's quite a variety of fish there, mm-hmm. over there. Yeah, well, the smallmouth catfish are everywhere. Those stinking things. Well, Lou, just a quick question for you before we get carried away here. Um, how do we? How do you get to the Moonshine Ranch? I mean, where are you where are you located? Where do you fly to, or how do you get there? Uh, you could either, we've had people fly into Monticello, New York, or uh, up by Scranton. Uh, Scranton is the next biggest city, and then we're like 45 minutes from there. Uh-huh. So um, I've had people fly into JFK from California, and I, and I think it's like a two-hour ride from there. So they've rented Oh, shit, you're right, in the, you're, right, uh, you're right in downtown New York. <laughs> well, you know what? We're like two, two hours actually from Manhattan. Wow. So uh, we're two hours from Manhattan, two and a half from Jersey, three hours from Mass, so we kind of touched the tri-state area. Wow. Yeah. Well, you got a great place then. People can drive up and go hunting on the weekend. Well, yeah, that's I have clients coming tomorrow for boar hunting, so they're uh, they'll drive up in the morning hunt. Uh, then I'll drop the boars off at the butcher, and then Sunday morning they'll pack up and take them back. They're from Jersey back over the border. Oh. Do you have any honkers <coughs> hunting there? Um, what do, what do you mean? Geese, Canadians. Oh, geese, geese. Um, yeah, we do geese hunting, and um, I guess it's September. September, I think it's at this season. Yeah, well, so it, it's, is it good there or regular? No, it's good. It's good. We got we got a lot of Canadian geese and stuff. Yeah, this, it is good goose well, hunting. Luke, give us an idea about Moon, Moonshine Ranch. I just, I just was looking for somebody to call and talk about hunting, and I just happened to cross you on the website. I thought it was an interesting name. Uh, but tell us a little bit about the ranch itself, the accommodations, the lodging, and, and uh, you know the different trips you have. Oh, we we uh, we have um, like I said, we we do uh, full weeks for uh, during boat archery, do archery hunting, muzzleloader, flintlock. Um, in the spring, we do uh, turkey hunting. Uh, the lodge is modern accommodations. Um, I used to be a chef uh, back in the day, so oh, I wow. do a lot of the cooking myself. Mm-hmm. So um, we try to prepare, um, you know, uh, gamey because the clients like to have that. You oh, know, yeah. Russian boar or elk oh. or red stag. And, and I do a lot of trips myself. So oh. um, I went moose hunting in Maine, so I brought back the moose meat. And a lot of these <laughs> people never tried this stuff, so I try yeah. to cook it for them and let them try something new. Yeah. Wow, that's, that yeah. sounds cool. And how many how many rooms or how many, as far as accommodations, what, what can you we do? We could fit about um, about 12 people mm-hmm. uh, so, so it's just a small small lodge, okay. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's it's not very big. We're actually working on another one that's under construction now. Yeah. Uh, last year during deer season, um, we just, you know, we got overrun. I had to actually turn people away. Yeah. Um, because I just... Now, you said you got exotics. What kind of exotics you got? You got fallow, psyca, 
Or what exotics uh, do you run? I got. What do I got up there? I got uh, right now bison, red stag, um, all different types of rams. Whoa! Uh, I had a black box, but um, we had to get them out before the temperature drops. So Whoa. we shot the last one. Yeah, the black box. I mean, not, right now uh, it's, it's 14 degrees. I'm standing out here in the snow. Whoa! So it, it wouldn't uh, survive. So Whoa. we wound up shooting no, the red no, the black box. Okay, well, we're gonna. Looks like we're running out of time, Lou. Uh, but if somebody's interested, it's like if you're in California or Arkansas or Texas or you know even Ohio, uh, yep. how do we get in touch with you? Uh, you could go to the website, themoonshineranch.com, okay. and uh, all the information is on there. Um, we're not that far from Ohio because I just did a show over there, probably about, uh-huh. I'd say, six and a half hours, somewhere over there. Yeah, boy, it looks like you've got to, you've got pretty much everything there. Yeah, well, that's, that's where we try something for everybody. So, wow. Uh, that's uh, awesome. Grizz, let's go. Yep. Yeah, well, I, I, I get a kick out of shooting exotics once in a while. Okay. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Well, and uh, Lou, Lou, Lou I'll bring, bring your butt down here. When and you get, get you into, they're yeah. not exotic. Everything for that we hunt down here would be exotic for you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyway, we got to go. But uh, right, when, well, you listen, get, when you get when you get tired of the cold weather, me on and uh, give me a call anytime you guys want. I, to I will. When you get tired of the cold weather up there, it looks good in Baja. All right. You're listening to Fish Talk Radio. We'll be right back. The fall and winter season is here and time for some fantastic fishing. The trout and bass are biting, a quick drive from the valleys below. We have some great boat rentals to choose from or bring your own. Visit LakeGregoryRecreation.com for information. LakeGregoryRecreation.com. That's LakeGregoryRecreation.com. If your feet are happy, you are happy. Soft Science Supreme Comfort Outdoor Footwear will give you happy feet. Durable, lightweight, and supportive, Soft Science Footwear is designed for boating, fishing, or everyday comfort and performance. With history of highest quality, you will be proud to own this revolutionary footwear. SoftScience.com has many types and styles you need to check out. Invest in quality footwear, and you will be happy for many years. Find out why at SoftScience.com. The road stretches for miles in front of you. And with the Ram 1500, you'll be able to reach mile after open mile. It gets a best-in-class 25 miles per gallon highway. So your destination won't just be determined by your gas gauge, but by your gauge for achievement. And the Ram 1500 is the first-ever back-to-back Motor Trend Truck of the Year. Guts. Glory. Ram. See your local Ram dealer today for great deals. EPA estimated 25 MPG highway based on V6 4x2. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. If you like the show you are listening to right now, you can listen to it and many more just like it on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. Fishing, hunting, boating, and the rest of the great outdoors 24-7, 365 on Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. 
Download the free Reno Violas Outdoor Radio app or visit WRVORadio.com online to see the lineup and schedule. That's Reno Viola Outdoors Radio. And enjoy the great outdoors. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. Big old trout Big old just as trout. cool as the evening shade Well, I toss my line and I haul it up I Welcome back I to Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hennigan in studio. And hopefully we have Mark Lassane on the line with us. And if Dude, any, yeah, any, Mark's out working in his garage. <laughs> say that again. Mark, I'm working in his garage around my fishing tackle. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> time, time to go fishing. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, of course, we've got the Grizz, and uh, Grizz and, uh, and Mark are, are fishing buddies, even though they've never gone fishing together. But one of these days, right, Mark? One of these days. Yeah. So you're working on your fishing tackle because... Because I'm going fishing tomorrow. You know, it's been just raining like heck every single day. Seems like, um, you know, unless you got a park, it's good. Um, you know, so it's going to clear up tomorrow, and I'm going to get out, get on the water for a couple of days. Uh, hey, Mark, you're, Mark, you're, you're not on the speakerphone, are you? Uh, I'm on a headset. Not now. Uh, well, if you could, if you'd avoid, if you could avoid that, that'd be great. Holy smokes. But uh, just don't hang up on us. But we do have the Grizz on the line, so let's see if we can get a little bit better connection with Mark. I can turn it down a little bit. Oh, no, no, you're fine now. No, you're fine now. You just kind of sounded like you're underwater or something. Okay. uh, Maybe it wasn't plugged in all the way. Well, you were out working on your tackle. So you're going fishing tomorrow where? I'm going out in the California Delta tomorrow. Okay. Uh, It's for striped bass or uh, largemouth? Largemouth. Largemouth. You know, it's been really muddy and cold, and, um, you know, over the last week or so, it's really warmed up. I'm going to say about 10 degrees, and the water's come up about 10 degrees. So uh, I'm assuming these fish are going to be up and chewing, and we'll get some big ones. I'm I'm anticipating. Well, when you say it's up about 10 degrees, that means it's up to about 40 degrees or 60 degrees, or what does that mean? I'm going to say it's up around 53, 54 degrees right now. Uh huh. And that's up 10 and it degrees. Was down the, it was down in the 40s, you know, when we had that big cold snap in January. Yeah. yeah. Well, bass don't really like the cold water, do they? You know, no, they're, you know, they're a cold blooded creature, so when the water gets cold, they slow way down. When the water warms up, they start speeding up. Mm-hmm. Hmm. They're probably tired of the cold water and pretty hungry, and, you know, and, uh, really hoping to have a good day. Well, you know, we've been kind of covering a little bit about the weather. We just got off the phone with somebody from New York that had a blizzard yesterday. He talked to him and he said, uh, um, got to go, you know. <laughs> trying, they're trying to get the roads open. But, uh, um, and then, of course, in, in Northern California, we were talking to uh, um, somebody from close to around your area that's been having some problems with some flooding. But the Delta, apparently, they've been getting a lot of rain. 
we have been getting a lot of rain. You know, we have uh, the, the Santa Slots, the San Joaquin, Sacramento, Feather River. Yeah. All these rivers are just pouring into it. Uh, yeah. So it's, it's kind of like fishing high tide all the time. Oh, right? okay. Well, you mentioned it's warmed up a little bit, and maybe Grizz can help me out a little bit. But what uh, this time of the year, I know that you're, well, as being the um, publisher, editor, um, and uh, writer for <laughs> Bass Angler Magazine, that's that's pretty much what you do. But uh, bass, is this the time of the year that bass, you know, fishing is something that you can do, or does it make any difference? You know, you can do bass fishing any time of the year. Like we were talking about, the colder it gets, the little slow, the slower the fishing is. When the water's really cold, I'm going to say, you know, high 40s to low 50s, the spotted bass will usually bite pretty good because there's a good number of them in these lakes around here. Um, you know, and they're, and they're kind of a more of a cold-blooded bass. So, uh, I won't mm-hmm. say like a striper, but somewhat, somewhat like a striper. You know, and then when it, when it starts to get a little bit warmer, the small mouth start picking up. It gets a little bit warmer than that, the large mouth uh, start picking up. Mm-hmm. So, as you know, once it once it breaks that fifty two degree mark, the fishing starts getting better. Mm-hmm. And the higher it gets, the, the better it'll get. You know, up until up until spawn time. So these fish yeah. are moving up, and they're you know they're starting. I think you know they're feeding up. Starting to think about the spawn, you know, so they're really fattening up. So when you catch one, usually they're just stuck yeah. to the gills. And well, the that. thing is, uh, you know, with the smallmouth and largemouth, um, they are edible, but nobody kills them. I mean, that's just something you don't do. But, I've never but, ate one. But I've never ate one. Yeah. Never. Well, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of hard to eat one without killing it. Yep, I just <laughs> never have. Yeah. But, I have uh, nothing against people that want to catch a couple to take home and eat. Yeah, well, they're, I think that's a, fine, a, but actually, I just actually, never did it. Actually, they are kind of bony, aren't they, Mark? No, I don't. They're you know, like a bluegill or a perch or whatever. I, you know, I've eaten some spotted bass before. Yeah. Um, you know, actually, they're actually they're really good. I never ate a large mouth. I never ate a small mouth. Uh, but I had a few spotted, spotted bass out of Lake Shasta. There's a you know giant population up there. Yeah. Sometimes you know they want you to catch a few just to kind of thin it out because yeah. there's so many. Well, of course the striped bass are, you know, probably they're not only are they fun to catch. It's probably one of the best eating table fare there is. Oh, striped bass taste good. Yeah, we do. You know. Even bass guys, you know, we go out in the ocean and catch a lot of fish, and, and we eat them. You know, we're not, not opposed to eating fish. It's, you know, generally the bass trade, and we kind of look at them like our friends, you know, and our way to make a living. So we try to let them all go. Yeah. Uh, well, and, and yeah, that's what you do for a living. Hey, by the way, how's your season going? Or what is the season for for uh, tournaments? Well, this, I've had one tournament so far this year, and I it was a pro am at Lake Paris. I think it finished twelfth. Um, not really where I wanted to be, but you know it was better than last. Uh, and then I have another one coming up in a couple weeks, and then, then you know the season starts getting going. You know, there's usually a few tournaments in the January, February range, and then you know uh, April, May, June is when they're really rocking. We're getting a whole bunch of them, mm-hmm. and then the summer kind of slows down a little bit because it gets hot. A lot of pleasure boaters come out, and then in the fall it'll it'll pick back up. Yeah. Well, you know, the other thing that happens this time of the year is the uh, um, outdoor uh, shows. Uh, you know, I didn't realize it till I said, yesterday. I thought, oh, man, the Fred Hall show in Long Beach is, you know, it's coming up in two weeks. How did that happen? Uh, right. But, 
you know, there's, you know, they're all over the country. It's, you know, towards the end of January into February and March is when uh, everybody wants to, to find out what's happening. So are you going to be doing any of the shows this year? You know, we did the ISE show in uh, Sacramento. and oh, that's a big one. Yeah. yeah, it was a, you know, it was a good show. Uh, actually, you know, we had a really good show there. Um, and we'll probably do Bassathon. Um, you know, Fred Hall's a good show, but it usually just never falls right in line for me. Um, you know, you got to have your priorities, and I, you know, I need to go fishing. So, <laughs> um. <laughs> that's how you make your living. Well, you know, I mean, I, I gotta, I gotta, you know, sell some magazines, some subscribers too, you know. Um, but uh, you know, I need, I need to go fishing to be able to know all the stuff to write about, and you know, into the relationships and and keep everything going, and you know, so we, so we can give all the guys the, the right scoop, you know, the good info. Mm-hmm. Briz, you've been awfully quiet. Yeah, I'm just trying to listen to my hero. <laughs> Is that me? No. No, okay. No, that's not you, John. Okay. Well, uh, all I got to say is I'm waiting on you to come down here. Backer Rector's still catching every day that anybody fishes 10-plus 10, 10 pound bass every day, and I'm getting ready to go back up there. Soon right, as well, duck season yeah, quits, I'm headed back north. No, where is that again, Chris? Bacharach. Okay, where's Bacharach? In northern part of Sinaloa. Oh, okay. You're going with me, aren't you? Uh, I'm going wherever you're going, I'm going. No, I'm not talking to you. Oh. <laughs> you don't know how to catch a bass. Yeah, you do. You just throw your throw your lure out there, and when in, when that uh, when you get a strike, you yank on it. Yeah, John. Throw it out and jerk it. Oh. <laughs> you probably fish him with worms and bobbers. No, I was going to say, when the bobber disappears below the water, then you start cranking. Yeah, then you hit him. <laughs> No, I don't care if you want to go, John, but I'm going back up there. It's just uh, Terry keeps sending me pictures, and it just really bothers me. Mm-hmm. That's it. You know, I've been home for like, I, I probably haven't been on the water in like in 10 days, and I'm having withdrawals. I you really need to get out. That's why I'm in here working on my stuff today. And I've been fishing the spotted bass lake, so i got all this small, small line and tackle in my boat, so now I'm rigging up all the big stuff because I'm going to the Delta tomorrow, mm-hmm. you know, because we'll, we'll throw a lot a lot more heavy-duty line and, and bigger baits and things, try to get some, some bigger fish. Well, what, do you, what do you consider light, Mark? Oh, like my six, eight-pound line mm-hmm. is, is light for me. Um, you know, sometimes we drop down to four, you know, Bruce uh, was talking about a bobber. Well, there's a technique called float and fly, which actually works really good on the spotted bass lakes. And that, I mean, it's a kick when they're biting that. You throw a little bobber, and then you got four pound tats, and you have a little, uh, little teeny. Uh, it's it's called a float and fly. It's like a little teeny crappie jig. And the and you catch a big giant spotted bass on four pound line with a real light spinner on it. Mm. That's just that's just a kick. Yeah. So we do that, but uh, you know, in the Delta, probably, you know, Delta Clear Lake, it's like twelve pound is probably light line there. Hmm. We're in fifteen to seventeen pound. But do you use average. do you use braid or mono or depending? Well, it depends. It depends on the technique. So if I'm if I'm punching, I'm going braid because I'm throwing into the real heavy cover. You know, I'm throwing a, a heavy weight ounce ounce and a half weight down. Up. 
inside the cover. So I'm pulling 65 pound braid because when you get a fish in there, even you gotta, if it's a pull it three out. pound yeah. fish, yeah. you know you're trying to you have to put a lot of pressure to pull that fish out. And 20 pound, even 20 pound four or mono, you can break it yeah. when you're trying to get that fish out. Mm-hmm. Plus you get a stretch, you know, when you're right. throwing fluorocarbonate or. Um, right. Or mono. Okay. We're afraid well, zero strength and get a good hook set. Mark, great information, but again, we just keep running out of time. Um, uh, go to Mark Lassane, and your website is uh, bassanglermag.com. Bassanglermag.com, and everything you need to know, just go to there. And go to fishtalkradio.com and listen to us many times as you want.